Life is a struggle. For over 99.99999% of the human population can never be called Malcolm Bivens. 75% of Malcolms developing a last name like Stephen, Charles, or even Gregory. We here at Wrestling With Fiction understand the struggles of a man named Malcolm Bivens. Man of innovation, man of struggle, triumph, and a seven foot tall frame. Because without this man of such a diamond mine, who can we expect to watch Scooby-Doo's WrestleMania mysteries with us? Who can we expect to be angry at Braun Breaker at 5am in the morning? And who can we expect to put out top tier content on your favorite social media pages? So all I ask is that you support Malcolm Bibbins. Then, now, and forever. And then go subscribe to Wrestling With Fiction on your favorite podcast app. Was that good? Did we cut? Is that alright? Did we get the point across? Uh, too soon? Ladies, gentlemen, and lady gentlemen, my fictional friends, welcome to a brand new and exciting edition of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast, the podcast where I pitch to you wrestling storylines from the good to the bad to the damn right insane, and somehow, someway, ladies and gentlemen, we've we've managed to get another guest on this show, and I, I don't know how. It's Wait, me! It is you, and I need to give you an intro, so <laughs> you may know this man from his Being Proud interview series that he's done on a particular YouTube channel. You may know him for his incredible work as one third of the Sweet Chinwag podcast. You might also know him as a man that is forever, and I do mean forever pending, sorry Rid, and I might be stealing your catchphrase here. And oh, it's okay, always, we'll, get, we, we'll get it over. And always expecting the dun 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 down wrestling, wrestling news. <laughs> it's Dan. Hey, you might also know me from my times when I've appeared on various wrestling quiz shows and then been like drastically overshadowed and somehow succeeding through like sheer incompetence. You uh, are. You are ab- I was about to say absolutely correct, but then I always feel like I'm just like burying you. No, no. The thing is, though, you're not wrong. It's always so funny when I go on them and I have all these people on there where they're like, oh, yeah, I can like list off all the people. You give them a pay-per-view and they're like, yeah, I can tell you all the matches. I'm just there and like, <clears throat> there was one I was on recently where, there, where literally my question was just, what was the main event of WrestleMania 6? And for a deep 15 seconds, my brain was just there and went, what even was WrestleMania? <laughs> Well, regardless of this, if you've tuned into the first, I don't know how long we've been talking, like a minute and a half, we are talking about the man, the myth, the legend, the man that has undoubtedly made me question my sanity for the past week, Malcolm (laughs) Bivens. He is, shoot, the same height as Omos. Oh, well, no, he's taller than Omos. He's like, he's like 71 feet tall. Yeah, he's he's, he's seven foot five. Exactly. And that shoot. <laughs> that 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 shoot height. You don't want to mess with Malcolm Bivens on a bad day. <laughs> and so with that in mind, 
as is the tradition now with guests, because I, I guess this is the tradition now, yes. I like to have the guests pick whatever we're fantasy booking this week. And so, like, Dan, when, like, going through the infinite panels of professional wrestling, video games, wh whatever you wanted, why was it that Malcolm Bivens was so compelling? Okay, well... To kind of run through some of my ideas I had that didn't make it to, um, like, to being shared. One of them was trying to do some weird, accursed Metal Gear Solid booking, but I realized that would just be too insane. There's just too many factors. Similar with too many factors, um, the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> I was like, I'm dealing with a whole faction here. I've got to book, like, 12 storylines. Not working. Um, I could have gone classic and gone for Jojo, but I feel like that's almost overdone at this point. Jojo's basically wrestling in itself. I mean, <clears throat> I haven't booked it yet, so... <laughs> I, feel I, like... I know, but like, also, like, I, I look at Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and I'm like, this is, like, so close to wrestling in itself. <clears throat> fair, fair. That, that's <clears throat> definitely an option. Like, I, I want to see... I want to see somebody book Giorno. I want to do Giorno. And so... I kind of came around to this thing of like, okay, well, let, let's go, let's go for someone in wrestling. Let's try and ground this in some semblance of reality. So I don't have too many things to think of. Uh, and as anyone who knows me for the time that we've done our show, um, we're big new legacy fans. And not long before coming up with this idea, I had watched uh, the Royal Rumble simulation in which Malcolm Bivens eliminated about nine people. <laughs> and so that got me thinking, what if, just what if Malcolm Bivens somehow became universal champion? <laughs> is, is that a spoiler? What if Malcolm <laughs> Bivens became the new figurehead of wrestling? And so that kind of just shot off this idea, and it, um, welcome to hell. Well, <laughs> I think, I think once we get to the actual bookings, you'll find that I, I, not only did I join you in hell, yes. I think I found like a, a deeper section of it. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> it, 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 it's going to be weird. It's going to be really freaking weird. Have, have you had like any experience fantasy booking before? Like, was there like times when you were a kid where you was like, you know, I wish this was done better. Um, I mean, I've always had that feeling, mainly just because the people who I've been big fans of and supported are normally like not the wrestlers that usually get um, the backing. So I've always been there, been like, man, you know, this person really deserved better. Here's what they could have. Here's what they could have done with them. Um, like, I don't know how many times that my friends have heard me mention various like just wrestlers from like their. Like, you know those wrestlers who are, like, in WWE and you kind of just forget about them and then someone mentions their name, like, oh, yeah, I remember them. Yep. They're, like, my level of guy. <laughs> so it's normally, like, a, it's normally, like, a running, a running back and forth. <laughs> mm. You just um, want to give them a hug. Like, yeah, on, I'm just there and I'm like, come on, man, this guy was really good. You could have done more of them. I guess also my background, I have some semblance of background in writing. I'm using that speculatively, so. Mm, fair. That, that is entirely fair. I mean, if we're going by my experience, you, you don't need that much writing experience. <clears throat> oh, no. 
I mean, I've seen people without much writing experience write entire plays, and that's an entire thing in itself, so... Yeah, true. So, with all of this out of the way... Yes. We talked about Malcolm Bivens, the man, the myth, the legend, over over seven feet tall. Yes. Never forget that in this book. He's, he's seven feet tall. As is now tradition with these bookings, I guess, once we bring people on, I have asked myself and, of course, Dan this week to have ourselves a very small pitch, a summary, about 30 words or less, maybe sometimes a little bit more, depending on what we plan to do with said wrestler or character of the week. Mm-hmm. And to say that I've kept mine intentionally ambiguous <laughs> is an understatement. <laughs> so without further ado, Dan, what, what is your pitch for your fantasy booking this week? Please give it, give it to the people. Okay. My summary pitch, as kind of alluded to, is going to be Malcolm Bivens joint universal and cruiserweight champ <laughs> okay joint cruiserweight and universal champ i'm oh i like that i like that a lot so like, it's basically just sort of i always imagine that for like a guy like neville when he was like cruiserweight champion or like buddy murphy see that again, like this is the this this is the kind of thing I would have loved to have seen. But as ever is the case with WWE, they see the word cruiserweight and go, no. <laughs> have you considered the following mid card? Yeah, I get. I guess that's always kind of been the thing with cruiserweights. Like... It, it it is a consistent thing, to be honest, across American wrestling, with maybe the exception of like WCW. But even then, that's like sketchy. Yeah, but I, um, I, feel, I feel like it's changed more recently. Just it has, it definitely like, has changed more recently, just because like I think perceptions to wrestling have changed. But like I said, as I always say, uh, American wrestling always seems to have this weird complex around slightly smaller wrestlers. I don't know. It's weird. I don't get it. I'm not going to ta- start this entire discussion now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's entirely fair. We're, <laughs> we're not here to talk about wrestling. We're here to give probably the weirdest episode of wrestling. We're here to open the portal to hell. Yeah, we are here to open the portal to hell. So allow me to give you my pitch for the portal to hell. So my my pitch for this week, recognizing his true potential, a former manager takes charge of his own career to show the world that he has got more than just wits. He's got fists. Fists that can change the universe. Oh, I am so up for this. <laughs> hey. I mean, in in the words of James Ellsworth, Dan, uh, every man with two hands has got a fighting chance. And, like, a man like Malcolm Bivens, like, uh, a film connoisseur, I might Mm -hmm. add, of Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery. That's all we're gonna watch. That's all we're gonna watch, (laughs) Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery. And, uh, you know, the mystery of Sin Cara there, the... Yep. The the bear monster? (laughs) (laughs) The the guy who wants really wants to be a wrestler but has like a straight up territories gimmick. It's great. <laughs> it was made in like 2015. Gotta keep going back to your computer. <laughs> Get the rest. John Cena gotta... punches boulders. Yep, Cena punches boulders, computers, and more computers, and more computers. 
I love this industry so much. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah, in the beginning where, like, Miz is sprinting off just, like, shouting that he's awesome. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm awesome, yeah, yeah. yeah it is, is awesome. art, art of the highest order. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Ah. <laughs> oh. And with that out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, and that very weird tangent of talking about the Miz running. Again, it's what I do best. Yeah, it's what we do. It's what we do. As usual with these guest fantasy bookings, we, I personally allow guests and myself to have their own reactions, their own talking in the middle of it, your oohs and ahs and stuff like that. If you haven't seen what this is like, I recommend you go back and watch the first guest thing with fellow Sweet Chag Chinwag member. Yeah. This is why I don't do live. <laughs> We're with Sam, which it, it just went to complete and utter chaos. So, without yeah. further ado, Dan, the floor is yours. Please tell us this tale of Malcolm Bivens. Okay. So, I'm going to set a little bit of the scene here. <clears throat> Uh, our time frame starts roughly somewhere around January 4th, 2022. <laughs> okay. And in this world, the Cruiserweight title is never unified with the North American. Oh, okay, so it's more of a rebooking. <clears throat> so, that never happens. So, we start off with Malcolm Bivens coming out with Roderick Strong uh, winning the North American title at some point. I couldn't be asked to try and figure that mess out. It happens, just go with it. And he elects to defend both of them separately. And then eventually, sometime later, I just put it as 2.0, decides to just have a random takeover in the middle of a month or something. Uh, he loses the NA to Carmelo Hayes. And at that point, Bivens, and pretty much all of Diamond Mine just go up to the main roster. So, we start we start our story on Raw. As as all great stories start. <laughs> we start getting uh, these vignettes that start incorporating the diamond imagery, lots of like motivational speaking, and basically it's just weeks of Bivens cutting promos on the flavor of the week superstar. Okay. <laughs> so it's just like whoever is there and whoever's doing like really well, Bivens just come just appears on the screen, just like in the middle of a match. <laughs> and basically just starts insulting them. Personally, I think that's money. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. <clears throat> um, my personal favorite, my personal one that I wrote in is that he needs to do a he needs to do a promo with RK Bro, and then keep insisting that he can't tell which one of them smokes pot. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then, kind of after these vignettes have been happening. Boom. Uh, Roddy's going to debut on Raw and basically have a section of weeks where he's just going to run through kind of random lower mid-card people. 
Like, it's basically just straight up, like, that, that kind of Roderick Strong section of, like, ROH booking, where they were just, like, just steamroll people for a bit, please. We'll figure yeah. something out. <clears throat> just beat everyone up. We'll figure it out later. And so I said he, ha he has, like, a free match series. Yeah, he has a free match series with Cedric Alexander. Uh, and then also because I want to do this in this booking and I want this to be a vehicle for it. Um, he has a five match series with Akira Tozawa where they basically just do Dragon Gate matches. Purely for the sake of having those matches on TV. So, we move in. He's established, he started to establish himself on Raw. And we're going to set an open challenge for the Cruiserweight title. <laughs> The first, to, the first person to respond is Drew Gulak from SmackDown? Nani? <clears throat> Basically, they're going to have like a semi-main event, 15 minutes, absolute burner. Bivens is going to interfere uh, and basically at the end of the match, cut a promo about how Diamond Mine stays prepared and how uh, he is in fact the X-Factor while just do it, while basically just copying X-Pac. Uh, then we're gonna have a kind of. Then we're gonna have a match with Cedric Alexander again for the cruiserweight title. Again, semi-main event. Let them burn the house down. Everyone's happy. Everyone's fine. Next, Chad Gable, and people will be like, "What Chad Gable cruiserweight title? What's this?" Again, it's a vehicle for them to just have a match. And then, lastly, Humberto Carrillo, after which Bivens gets on the mic afterwards, cuts a promo and says, you see, now that's why I don't do that Lucha stuff. That's what we, that's, we don't do that here. Uh, and how Lucha will always lose to Roderick Strong. Uh, and then... Lastly, it's going to be a match between Roderick Strong and Angel Gaza. Uh, and at the end of it, Bivens cuts a promo calling Angel Gaza a worse version of 1997 Eddie Guerrero. Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, oh. And then uh, they get the win by, Biven by, uh, by Bivens, um, making sure that he's like stopping Gaza from getting onto the ropes. In response to this, a tag team match is booked at the Rumble. It is a space filler. Fair, fair. Which, will be, which will be Roderick Strong and Hideki Suzuki versus Gaza and Kurio with Roddy and Suzuki convincingly winning. Basically, Biven, we get back to Raw. Bivens gets back on the mic and is going on about how Lucha just sucks. It's no good. Look at look at these two studs doing their technical stuff. They are better than you every single time. Uh, this really, really catches the ire of a certain someone. That certain someone being Rey Mysterio, who has heard who has heard Bivens bad mouthing Lucha uh, and saying he's talking down the cruiserweight title 
and they and that he's really really annoyed so this sets up a free match series with uh roderick strong and Rey mysterio promise i promise we will get to malcolm biffins <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and basically, pretty much in every single time, Bivens is just cheating out his ass to get the win. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> like, just getting on the ropes, interfering, messing around with Dominic, like, just shouting at Rey Mysterio the entire time, trying to throw him off his game. <clears throat> in the last match of this three-match series... <clears throat> Uh, what happens is is that uh, Rey Mysterio goes to hit the 619. Uh, Roderick Strong distracts the ref. And then while he's doing that, uh, Bivens basically jumps up onto the apron and starts shouting at him, stopping him from going for it. We get to the end of the match. Roderick Strong has won. And so, for the go-home show before Elimination Chamber... <laughs> Adam Pearce walks out. And would you believe this? He says, You know, Malcolm, I've been seeing you get involved quite a lot recently. So at the chain, at, at what we're going to have is a tag team match. And you will have to be his partner. All of a sudden, Bivens is now having to be in the ring. And just to make this even more spicy, the Cruiserweight title is on the line. Whoever gets the pin, wins it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and you might be here and go, that's crazy. No one would ever do that. Hey, fun fact, the WWE's done it before, so I'm stealing Oh no, it. I, I remember this being done before, and I think I know where you're going. It's, it was the IC title match in which China became Intercontinental Champion. There was also that handicap match where Sami Zayn won the IC title. Yes. Whoever gets the pin is champ. Just to make this easier for myself, I'm saying it's being contested under Tornado Tag Rules. Make it work. Anyway... The match is pretty much mostly Ray and Dominic just trying to beat on Roddy uh, while they just basically send Bivens out to the floor. They just try and really, really control this match um, and just block off just as much as they can. Roderick tries to start getting a heat segment going up. You know, starting to get everything really, really going. Roderick tries to pin Dominic. It gets broken up. <clears throat> Ray goes for the 619. He hits Bivens. Bivens is down. Ray tries to go for a pin. <clears throat> and then, boom, out of nowhere, Roddy's hitting a sick kick because I'm bringing that back as the finisher. Yes, I know. I know Drew has the claymore. Just work with me here, please. <clears throat> Hits the sick kick. Dominic goes down, breaks up the pinning opportunity. It's a complete mess. Ray is wondering, like, oh, did Dominic try and break up the pin? 
Like I don't like I don't know what I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, you get like a nice five minute segment of just Rey Mysterio and Roderick Strong doing some really good work <laughs> because I still care about work rate even in this universe. Gotta, gotta keep that work rate. <clears throat> yep. Uh, we're approaching the end of the match. Roddy hits the end of Heartache on Dominic. <clears throat> uh, goes over to the outside with Ray because uh, Ray just tries to get some more moves in. Ends up doing like a runner to the outside with the two of them. Bivens crawls over onto Dominic. Bivens has become the new cruiserweight champion. Oh, that's beautiful. <clears throat> that is beautiful. Uh, interspersed inside this is like a little... Bivens has like a couple backstage segments where he's having a celebration. And I decided to pull a couple things from his Twitter. So that he has... Um, Various rappers and musicians turn up backstage, and also he gets gifted an air fryer. Um, kind of like I've made like a vague overarching story to try and make some of this make sense, but basically, uh, the kind of overarching story that this universe had taken place in is like a championship crisis like the brand split has become like really intense and like there's people just like trying to fight and get championship opportunities like all the time <coughs> so they make a decision and this comes from adam pierce and sony deville that for the top title of both brands it will each one will be freeway match of each the champion each singles champion on each show will be vying for that title <laughs> so you kind of end up with like a champion versus champion versus champion deal hmm. so like knight of champions but kind of like knight of, kind of like knight of champions look i was originally in the book this is a championship scramble i decided against that because that oh, was just too I much love the championship <laughs> scramble I tried making it work, but it just became too complicated for me to write down. <laughs> Fair enough. So, what we end up with on Raw, following the kind of approximate timeline of how this worked, is Brock versus Finn Balor versus Malcolm Bivens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's a WWE 2K22 <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and then we get... Uh... Roman versus Ricochet, and then I've kind of I'm just fudging this, but Roman versus Ricochet versus Dolph Ziggler versus Carmelo Hayes in some kind of twisted four-way match because otherwise I'd have to include the Usos, and that's just Ricochet getting bullied for like five minutes. Okay. <laughs> so we get into this match. <laughs> Basically, the match starts with just Bivens getting thrown out the ring. <laughs> like, straight up, like, Uncle Phil throwing out Jazzy style. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He just gets manhandled and thrown out the ring. <laughs> Finn and Brock are just, like, doing their usual thing. 
you know, solid work all around. Uh, Brock goes to F5. All of a sudden, Bivens breaks up the pin, but just gets stuck lying outside again. Finn goes up. Coup de gras. Pin. And then all of a sudden, Roderick Strong is running down and interferes. Basically, by <clears throat> all of a sudden just appearing, basically grabbing Malcolm Bivens and then just hoying him at the pin. <clears throat> uh, where are we? <clears throat> you know, Finn's there is like really, really confused what's happening. How the hell did Malcolm Bivens break up the pin? He was down outside. Uh, all of a sudden, Roderick Strong, <clears throat> sick kick while the ref is checking on Malcolm Bivens. Brock goes, F5, hits, Hideki Suzuki appears, and basically just like, almost shoots on Brock, but like not really. Uh, in this world, this is the pretext for Hideki Suzuki losing his job and not because he fell out with other coaches at the PC. Mm. Uh, and basically, Suzuki just holds down Brock outside in a submission. <laughs> Comes through again. Bivens is now like up in the ring. Doesn't know what's happening. Roderick Strong is there, comes in, hits him with a kick, picks up Bivens, basically uses Bivens as well to do like a double choke slam. <laughs> Bivens comes to, he's like, oh my god, Finn's on the ground. Did I just choke slam him? Gets the pin, and boom. Malcolm Bivens is now your unified cruiserweight and WWE champion. <laughs> uh, if you want the following text, uh, they keep saying he has to defend it uh, and keeps defending it in increasingly cursed interference-based matches until he's eventually unseated by the eventual Money in the Bank winner, Chad Gable. Oh, beautiful. Finn. Oh. <clears throat> I incredible incredible <laughs> i i appreciate that you tried to make it realistic because i i couldn't think of a way <laughs> i was just like what is every what is every single scuffed trick in wwe's book that i can just try and oh, harvest yeah, you... for the slightest semblance <laughs> you, you went full wwe booking and i appreciate it <laughs> I, I appreciate the WWE booking of like interference after interference for Malcolm to win. I appreciate yes. the stipulation where he's in a tag match with the Cruiserweight titles on the line. It's the bollocks that I appreciate. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Uh, you know what the worst part is? I feel like my story's weirder. <laughs> Dude, come Dan. on, let's go for it, let's go for it. Dan, Dan are you ready? <laughs> I am ready. So, our story begins. Uh, where where you may ask, some people may be asking, it's post, stand, and deliver. So for context, nice. okay. Braun Breaker is NXT champion again, even though I think the Dolph Ziggler thing is kind of neat. I'd, I'd like yeah. it to be Dolph still, but hey, you know, move on. Uh... And it's post Gunther versus whoever he's facing at Stand and Deliver. I've completely forgotten, but either way, Gunther's yeah. won that match. Okay. 
And basically on the very first week post WrestleMania weekend, post Standard and Deliver, we have Imperium versus the Diamond Mine. Roderick Strong and the Creed Brothers versus Gunther, Marcel Bartel, and Fabian Eichner, still your NXT Tag Team Champions. Now, during this, we have oh, yeah. our usual clash here and there, where Malcolm Bivens attempts to, you know, do a little bit of interference that ends up costing Imperium a match. Very simple booking there. Mm -hmm. Gunther is absolutely furious, because everything that Malcolm Bivens does is against the sacred realm of the match. Everything yep. he's done in his entire career is against it. He's not a real wrestler. He's not a fighter. He's just a man that has the gift of gab and never uses a jab. Mm -hmm. So we get set up for a few weeks' time. Malcolm Bivens versus Gunther. Completely Beautiful. against his control. And, you know, it's being billed as Gunther is going to destroy this man because it's Malcolm Bivens. <laughs> Yes. We all love Malcolm Bivens, but he's going to get destroyed, isn't he? <laughs> it's Malcolm Bivens versus Gunther. It's Malcolm Bivens versus Gunther, people. And so the pair get into the ring. Malcolm Bivens is in his traditional diamond mind gear. He comes out with the towel that he had with the Creed brothers, which was like, never yeah. give up. <laughs> Spoilers, you should. <laughs> Malcolm. Malcolm is completely unfazed. Of course, Gunther comes in. He's he he already has confidence, you know, up everything from his jacket, from the mm -hmm. way he walks around. He's he's the ring general. The in what world does anything go wrong with the ring general? NXT UK champion for over 600 days. A champion who should arguably be considered one of the top guys in NXT. Very simple. Yes. So, we, we begin this match. Walter goes for a bunch of chops. And Malcolm dodges them. He goes for another chop. He dodges them. He goes for one extra chop. He hits it on the exposed turnbuckle, damaging his hand. Just giving enough vulnerability. <laughs> okay. For Malcolm Bivens to hit a one-hand gorilla press onto Gunther. Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about! Where he throws him onto the ground. He gets him, throws him onto the outside. He picks him up, he throws him into the ring. One, two, three. Malcolm Bivens squashes Gunther in a few seconds. One of the quickest matches in NXT history. Now this I like to see. The confetti flies as Malcolm Bivens grabs the microphone. He says, he says to one of the people as the diamond mine come out to celebrate, he says, Excuse me, can you bring me some water? And then he pauses. I'm sorry, water. That's a different thing. But regardless, just like the bot just like this bottle, that was light work. NXT management has treated this sister situation like an attraction. A random occurrence. Some might call it. A diamond in the rough. Have any of you watched Scooby-Doo? <laughs> have you been looking? A lot of you have been looking at me like I'm Shaggy, when really, I'm Freddy. When I tell people to split up and look for clues, they split up. When I tell people that I'm a monster, people listen because I am a monster. Better yet, I 
am the angel that this whole universe needs. Malcolm Bivens. I have descended from the heavens to give this universe some divine judgment. My enterprise may be known as a diamond mine, but what do we know that shines brighter than diamonds? Well, you're looking at them. Mark my words and watch as this industry explodes. I will, res will reset this universe. We will set course for the Biven Bang Theory. Now, some of you might be asking, what is the Biven Bang Theory? He, he just squashed Gunther. What, what is going on here? Well, you see, we're going to need a couple weeks to explain this. You see, in the next couple weeks, we don't see Malcolm Bivens on television, unfortunately. As much as that prized <laughs> one-hand gorilla press will do for so many people. We get what is called various segments dubbed, dubbed my mistake there, the biology of Bivens. Basically, mm. a superhero comic book style story. Basically, set. if people remember the Zaya Lee vignettes <coughs> from SmackDown, yeah. it, it's basically an entire comic book series of vignettes based around the origins of Malcolm Bivens. How he was said to have been a very talented wrestler, but because he heard from people like Timothy Thatcher to just stop because he's a much better talker, that he didn't continue to use his hidden potential as a professional wrestler but in the background he's always kept training he's always kept himself in the ideas and inspirations of people like bruce lee guys who don't look like they're tough or super strong but in reality are the are as tough as they come in the background of this he was told that he had a great destiny that he wouldn't know he would have until it was eventually realized and expected in his match with Gunther. And that Malcolm may not be one of one of wrestling's royal families, but he's in fact one of wrestling's personal, in the words of the Matrix, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, from this point on, because of this whole situation, the, the controversy that this must have been staged. There's no way that Gunther would have lost to this. Fabian Eichner steps up to face Malcolm Bivens in the next few episodes of NXT 2.0. Immediately, Fabian Eichner charges at Malcolm Bivens straight out of the gate, assaulting him with knees, power moves, all such and such, because Malcolm Bivens wasn't prepared this time. He was prepared for the girth of Gunther after bullying him, might I add, at various locker room segments <laughs> in NXT. And so Fabian Eichner goes for his patented moonsault, which Malcolm Bivens hits in midair with a Walter-style chop. <laughs> the crowd is amazed. Commentators put over that it is as strong and as powerful as the Gunther chop that for many people can't quite fathom. And it's during this that, as it looks like Malcolm Bivens is about to go for the cover, he grabs a microphone and says that he reveals a little bit of exposition about him, about his potential, why they were holding him back. It's because whenever he defeats someone in a wrestling match, he takes on the knowledge of that individual wrestler. So he has figured oh, out so the good. decisive strength of Gunther's chop and has been able to channel it within his palms to successfully hit 
a powerful chop onto Fabian Eichner. Consider this like Mega Man, but for Malcolm Bivens. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. We get a one, two. Marcel Bartel interrupts. DQ finish. You know it's going to happen. You gotta keep the tag team champs strong, brother, brother. Yeah. <laughs> As the Creed brothers come in to make the save, unfortunately not quite viable for another shot of the NXT tag team titles because they are dealing with MSK. And it's at this point that Imperium feel just a little bit too confident. They, they say that still, despite all of this, this is still a fluke. Why is it that this man is all of a sudden getting this thing? They start researching tape on Malcolm Bivens and find absolutely nothing. Only a couple random independent matches here and there. Nothing that can compare to a one-hand gorilla press, I might add, on top. <laughs> so they challenge Malcolm Bivens to a two-on-one handicap match, and they are so confident that they can win, they put up the NXT Tag Team title. <laughs> And so, it's Imperium <laughs> versus Malcolm Bivens. NXT tag team titles on the line here. Fabian Meichner goes in straight away, but Malcolm Bivens is already prepared. As he charges in, immediately one-hand gorilla press as he chucks him into, Fab into Marcel Bartel on the ring apron. <laughs> he continues assaulting them with chop after chop after chop until he does one final gorilla press. Onto Marcel Bartel, onto Fabian Eichner, and a la Roman Reigns, we get a Stackham style pin. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yes indeed, as Malcolm Bivens becomes the NXT <laughs> Tag Team Champion. Yes, the Tag Team Champion is just Malcolm Bivens, but we have more to come. So, is this a TNA booking? <laughs> oh, it's worse than TNA booking. We're going to Vince Russo bookings here. Let's get to it. So, folks, this point, new NXT Tag Team Champions, you know, the next week, Mark and Bivens hands over the NXT Tag Team titles to the Creed Brothers for being so loyal to him, for taking his guidance for so many years to build the Diamond Mine. Because whilst... He's recognized as champion, he doesn't need to hold the belts, because he has a belt even more prestigious. As he unveils the Biven Bang Fury Championship, personally a belt that is designed specifically for him. And that we will get to more later on. So through the weeks, Malcolm Bivens defends the NXT Tag Team titles on his own, against the likes of MSK, Imperium once again, all eventually until we get an angle where the Diamond Mine attack a cameraman. They attack a cameraman, a production crew member, and they ask the referee to ring the bell for him against Malcolm Bivens. By this point, the cameraman is already knocked out. He's already beaten, battened, destroyed as Malcolm Bivens gets another pinfall victory. But why, you may ask? As we have already established, Malcolm Bivens is like Mega Man now. When he beats people, he gets the powers of people that he has beaten. So in this case, he gets the power of NXT's production team. <laughs> what does this mean, you may ask? Well, ladies and gentlemen, Malcolm Bivens can teleport now. <laughs> 
Malcolm Bivens, after his pinfall victory, holds up both titles and teleports out of the ring. The lights go out and he's gone. <laughs> From this point, Malcolm Bivens makes a bunch of extra challenges. He goes on to challenge Carmelo Hayes for the NXT North American Championship, of course with Trick Williams, outside for interference, which gets the better of Malcolm Bivens for the first part, you know. Malcolm Bivens, despite being a godly human being, does have his mortal struggles. We need to accept this, you know. <laughs> but eventually, through his tactical wins against Gunther, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Bartel, where he's starting to get more and more high spots into his arsenal, he is able to beat Carmelo Hayes for the 1, 2, 3, and capture the NXT North American Championship. He passes it over to Roderick Strong. He eventually, as we see in another backstage segment, has a new design for the Big Bang Fury belt. The strap that was once black is now white. It's almost like it's an ever-evolving belt for the Big Bang Fury. Or something else that may happen. You don't know. <laughs> he wants to reset something. How will that happen? <laughs> and so by this point, Malcolm Bivens... Dan has won nearly every title in NXT. Isn't that great? Isn't that great good, for Malcolm Bivens? It, it's fantastic. So, there's only one champion left to face in NXT, because as much as Malcolm Bivens would love to challenge for the Women's Championship, you know, this is all about resetting the men's division. You know, reset everything, shake it up a little bit. Yeah. He needs to face Braun Breaker. Okay. Because he's the NXT champion. So, Dan, I don't know how many tweets that you've seen of Malcolm Bivens. Uh, enough. So, you might be aware that Malcolm Bivens does not like Braun Breaker. Correct. To a point where he will wake up at 5am just to purely hate Braun Breaker. Correct. So, the NXT Championship match that we eventually get here is a cinematic match... That is set at 5am in the morning, Nice. starting out in the WWE Performance Center, where they begin wrestling in multiple rings, where Malcolm Bivens attempts to use the one-hand gorilla press to chuck Braun Breaker into multiple rings, almost like he's playing basketball with each and every single ring. Braun Breaker, of course, being the valiant NXT champion, the man who just fought to get his stuff back from Dolph Ziggler, isn't going to take this lying down. He starts doing all of his big power moves, his suplexes, his power slams, which Malcolm Bivens still kicks out at two, because, you know, you gotta put over future talent. This continues happening until Braun Breaker eventually gets him in a pop handle slam position and rams him through a wall. But not any ordinary wall, you see, Dan. Uh, it's a wall that Malcolm Bivens, being the clever tactical man that he is, a very good talker, has already prepped. Because you see, on the big whiteboard that you see, if you've watched Breaking Ground, you've seen the WWE yeah. Performance Center bit, has uh, a little maths equation on it. Yes. It's a... Uh, some some might be aware, uh, NXT doesn't like to acknowledge it, but it's some well-placed Steiner maths. And it's during Good. this that as Malcolm Bivens gets up a little bit groggy, he, he tries to intimidate him by telling him a good bit of old Steiner maths and tries to make sense of it all. He starts okay. putting in several little bits of equations that Braun Breaker is completely shocked at. He's discovering the secret of Steiner maths. 
he's actually figuring out a way to make it make sense. And it's during this that Braun Breaker goes for another spear, but misses it, having almost the cartoonishly spear through the wall, where he's kind of stuck <laughs> in the middle of the wall. Yes. And it's at this point where Malcolm Bivens just simply says that he's discovered the issue with this 33 and 3% chance. And it's that it wasn't for pinfalls. It was for walls itself, as he does a Walter-style chop through to Braun Breaker through 33.3 walls. <laughs> One, two, three. And Malcolm Bivens wins the NXT Championship. And because it's a cinematic match, the belt fuses with the Bivens Bang Fury Championship, almost like a Dragon Ball Z-style fusion dance. <laughs> Malcolm Bivens begins to be illuminated in this Super Saiyan style aura. His his pupils begin to dilate in this heavenly white light. Members of the Diamond Mind come in to celebrate his victory as he begins to float in midair, divine energy flowing through him. And it's at this point that Malcolm Bivens Malcolm Bivens says what he has to do as a man on a quest that he's in, Dan. It's very it's very touching. As, because WWE undoubtedly has a huge amount of money, they of course commission that they play Puff Daddy and Faith Adams' I'll Be Missing You as this play. Amazing work. As Biven simply says that he is leaving all the belts to the Diamond Mine. They need to hold up for an NXT. As he attempts to leave the Art Attack brand. <clears throat> and head to lands in the wrestling calendar that exist on other days. He blesses his disciples these new titles. He blesses them this as he goes on to lands farther and greater than beyond to attempt to not only reset the art attack division of WWE, but the main roster itself, as the whole area whites out. And then we head to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> okay, this is getting better, this is getting better. So we've we've arrived on Monday Night Raw. It's it's a US title match between Finn Balor and Kevin Owens. Damian Priest on commentary. Balor retains his United States Championship as the lights go out. Of course, I'll be missing you plays. Because now it does. It's now his theme. It needs to be his theme. So imagine that as it goes on. The Titan Drum begins to show Malcolm Bivens giving us his very gradual bivlosophies that he has gained in his time in NXT and that he hopes to share with the WWE Universe. Stuff like how Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mysteries is one of the greatest WWE movies of all time. Correct. How Looney, how Looney Tunes Back in Action is one of the best children's movies of all time. How anything involving Malcolm Bivens should always be treated with love, respect, and care. And how anything that involves him should always involve more and more gold. He begins running through this down as that entire message continues to play. As the lights begin to open with Malcolm Bivens just simply standing there. With his newly now expanded uh, Bivens Bang Fury Championship. Which keeps getting bigger with every single title win that he gets. So imagine like it's starting out as like a toy belt. And gradually getting to like a regular, like small yeah. belt, then to a bigger yeah. belt, then to a bigger belt. <laughs> so it's getting like bigger and bigger each time to a point where it's just gonna like consume his body. 
<laughs> Comically large title belt. Exactly. Malcolm Bivens stands there. <clears throat> he doesn't do anything. He simply goes over to Finn Balor. He hugs him. And he says, I will exercise the demon. <laughs> and he leaves. Walks away. It's during this, of course, he can't just show up on Raw and have a US title match. No. We're not going to hotshot this booking. we got to keep this going, you know, for the content. So, of course, who is on commentary? None other than Damian Priest. So, the next week on Monday Night Raw, we get Malcolm Bivens versus Damian Priest. And, of course, Damian Priest, for some reason, goes full Damian. Because that's a thing. The Damian. <laughs> you, you can't pick, like, full, like, demon monster mode. No, it has no, to be he went the full Damian. <laughs> So, he goes for it. He attempts to, like, hit Malcolm Bivens with a steel chair, which he just continues to no-sell. Again. And again. And again. And again. He gets out the ring and tries to go for, like, a kendo stick. And Malcolm Bivens still no-sells it. Again. And again. And again. And again. <laughs> All until Malcolm Bivens just... He just, he just once again does the same thing that he did to Finn Balor. He just, he hugs Damien Priest in the middle of the ring. He says that he forgives him after no-selling everything. He says that you deserve so much more. The world has just corrupted you. You are a priest at heart. You're not a Damien. You're a priest. Join me on my crusade. Damien's still flabbergasted by this and still questioning the decision. He, he ultimately accepts and takes in what is now, I'm going to say, the Malcolm Bivens baptism, which is where he continually Walter chops you again and again <laughs> and again until you hug him back. So Damien Proof <laughs> is now aligned with Malcolm Bivens. <laughs> As he continually says until the Damien goes away, the power of the Damien repels you. The power of the Damien repels you. He hugs him. Ends that segment. As the two pair up to take on the Raw Tag Team Champions RK Bro, and you might be saying at this point, Connor, isn't Malcolm Bivens just going to squash him again? That <laughs> seems to be the booking of this. No, actually. Randy Orton betrays Riddle at this exact point, RKO out of nowhere, being the Judas of this story. <laughs> allowing Malcolm Bivens and Damian Priest to win the Raw Tag Team titles. Because the heel turn's coming eventually, and it's, it's gotta coming. happen. It's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. Of course, this is the perfect time to do it. There's no other way. There's no other way of booking it. I, I dare you to book it better. <laughs> when Malcolm Bivens wins the Raw Tag Team titles, he captures it. He holds it up above his head. He leaves. And thus we get the build to Bivens versus Balor in another classic cinematic match with the build is pretty much that Finn Balor in demon mode is Malcolm Bivens' kryptonite because he's a demon. He's evil. He's everything that Malcolm Bivens wants. It's like a jamming spell that gets rid of all of Malcolm Bivens' Mega Man powers. But that's where Damien Priest comes in. Because you see, Damien Priest has the name Priest in his name. And of course he's aligned with a very religious kind of godlike figure in Malcolm Bivens. He starts to get a little bit more religious connotation in there. He 
he continually starts hitting Finn Balor with some of like his old like moves, saying that the power of the demon shall repel you. The power of the demon shall repel you. Until eventually Malcolm Bivens crawls to the cover using various other weapons around because it's no DQ, because it's a demon versus a godlike figure at this point. You gotta you gotta mix it up somewhere. For the yeah. one, two, three. So Malcolm Bivens wins the United States Championship. Brilliant. And of course, some people are going to think, oh, that's a screwy finish. Why is that happening? Well, Finn Balor's going to get his rematch again and again and again. Another cinematic match where, of course, it's the demon versus the god that is Malcolm Bivens. So it's going to be because, remember, Malcolm Bivens still has teleporting powers, brother. Yes. Brother. So they... <laughs> They brawl in Ireland, in England, in space, in heaven, and in hell. Until eventually, Malcolm Bivens no-sells a Finn Balor stomp where divine intervention once again screws the demon <laughs> for the one, two, three. Because the one weakness to the demon is, of course, as Roman Reigns has shown, divine intervention. So Malcolm Bivens at this point, he's won. He's saying that, look, my quest, my crusade, was never meant to be all about divine intervention. It was about resetting the WWE Universe so we can all stand on equal feet. I know you more as the human being, Fergal Devitt, than I do as the demon, Finn Balor. And he offers his hand to Finn to consider joining him and Damian Priest on their crusade to help further reset the wwe universe which finn unfortunately declines and so at this point bivens there isn't a wwe and universal type of situation because they've been unified at this point of course yeah booking guys so of course bivens now wants the universal title at wrestlemania because why wouldn't he so bivens tries to demand that he gets drafted off to SmackDown. But of course, Adam Pearce, being the general manager that he is, is like, no, you can't do that. You're, you're the champion of Raw. Because you're the champion of Raw, you can't go on to SmackDown. So of course, Malcolm Bivens attempts to go for a, another chop, which unfortunately, Pearce just, just doesn't quite see coming. Slaps him right in the face where Pierce somehow gets up because, you know, for some reason, general managers and referees, they, they have this godlike power to wake up at the most convenient time. Adam Pierce says, okay, fine. You, you've clearly shown that you're good enough to be on both brands. I saw you dominate NXT. I've seen you dominate Monday Night Raw. So I'll give you this. If you can win the Royal Rumble... I will gift you a universal title match at WrestleMania. And so, we head to the Royal Rumble. It's Malcolm Bivens entering in at number one. And winning from number one. <laughs> because Malcolm Bivens, ladies and gentlemen, gets a almost SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 strategy in here. Where as people enter in, he eliminates them. People enter in, they eliminate. 
as each entrant goes down one by one, he just gets one hand gorilla press, eliminates each and every single one of them. Brilliant. Malcolm Bivens wins the Royal Rumble. Of course, he points at the WrestleMania sign with his Biven Bang Fury Championship, which by this point has expanded to ludicrous heights and lengths, to a point where it now has a galaxy print on the strap. Because why not? Nice. And it almost looks like in certain angles that it's pulsating. <laughs> and so at this point, the show ends. Malcolm Bivens gets on the microphone saying that his quest is almost over. There's almost equality in the world of sports entertainment. And as this happens, of course, out of nowhere, Roman Reigns comes in and spears Malcolm Bivens. Spears him again and again and again as Bivens continues to no-sell multiple spears until by the tenth spear, he stays down. Keep in mind, ten spears. That's a lot of spears. Nice. You know, gotta keep Bivens strong here. Yep. <laughs> if you make it nine, he's too weak. Yeah, yeah, and I get you. Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. So, we get to act free of our story. Roman Reigns versus Malcolm Bivens in the build to WrestleMania that is now dubbed the most 69th WrestleMania in all of Outstanding. History. Exactly. It's very nice. Some might say very evil of me. As Roman Reigns, by this point, starts to say that he can be just as much of a belt collector as Malcolm Bivens. As he captures the Intercontinental Championship from insert IC champion here. <laughs> I don't know who. I didn't have time to really book that, but we're just going okay. to imagine, just imagine it's your favorite just, wrestler. Just, just do what I did and be like, look, it happens somewhere in the story, okay? Yeah, just just imagine it's your favorite wrestler in Roman Reigns 1. Just so Malcolm Bivens can save us all. Roman Reigns wins it. And some of you might be wondering, why, why have we not featured the SmackDown Tag Team titles in this? Well, it's because Roman Reigns has so much control over... The SmackDown Tag Team titles, which are held by the Usos, being the Tribal Chief. He says that he will even put those belts up on the line. Because if the head of the table can't defeat God himself, then what is there left for WWE? What is <laughs> left without the Tribal Chief? And Because he knows that he is what this company strives to be. It's what the company's always wanted to have. A strong, dominant champion. A man who has the bloodline, who has the history, the pedigree, and the all-around acknowledgement to take over WWE and be the god that wrestling has truly needed. So in the build of this, of course, Malcolm Bivens facing the Usos and handicap matches, facing Maybe the entire SmackDown roster, barring the Usos and Roman Reigns. I'm not booking it. Maybe you're booking it. But yeah, Malcolm Bivens versus all of them. Where, of course, Roman Reigns comes in for the interference. <laughs> where he spears Malcolm Bivens through an announce table, which he no-sells. And then he spears Malcolm Bivens through a barricade, and he stays down. <laughs> and as it looks like, you know, Roman Reigns is about to go in and win all this stuff as it looks like he's about to get the upper hand. Who comes out? 
It's Finn Balor, the guy who was trying to recruit earlier because Roman Reigns <laughs> was the guy who had divine intervention that screwed him out of the Universal Championship. <laughs> <laughs> Finn Balor comes out. He beats up the Usos. He beats up Roman Reigns. Then he shakes hands with Malcolm Bivens. Long-term storytelling at its finest. <laughs> As we head into WrestleMania, WrestleMania 69, <laughs> the best three stages of Hell's match you will ever see. Roman Reigns, Malcolm Bivens, first match, singles match, second match, hardcore match, third match, Hell in a Cell. Roman Reigns manages to get a lucky roll-up victory onto Malcolm Bivens with the tights <laughs> for the first fall. The second fall, Roman Reigns goes for a spear, but Malcolm Bivens with his... Biven Fang Fury Championship hits nice. him so Roman Reigns can see a peek into the universe. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> Roman Reigns gets a peek <laughs> into the rest of the universe that Malcolm Bivens is trying to create. <laughs> a vision of freedom, a vision of happiness, a vision of I'll be missing you played with Scooby-Doo <laughs> Mystery Incorporated and Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery on repeat again and again and again. But everybody wakes up at 5am to hate on Braun Breaker <laughs> until eventually we get the Hell in a Cell match where of course Malcolm Bivens chucks Roman Reigns into the air for the one-handed gorilla press in which he goes up to space, falls all the way down where of course Malcolm Bivens catches him, throws him down through the ring, gets into the cover. One, two, three. <laughs> Malcolm Bivens is your champion, your Bivin Bang Fury, Universal United States Intercontinental Champion of the World. <laughs> Where Malcolm Bivens holds up the belt up high. The belt begins to illuminate as it is the <laughs> NXT title. The world of WWE begins to implode. All the technical sets of WrestleMania begins to just go out in complete darkness. The belt engulfs the entire television screen. We get the classic white noise. The WWE Universe has been reset. <laughs> Likely everybody else has been taken to a local medical facility as WWE finally, and I mean finally, gives itself like a one month or two month break to reset, which hopefully they would continue to do in like seasons. <laughs> give you a rest and give writers time to write cool things because they're stressed out so much with other things. <laughs> and of course, give wrestlers rest and so that the world can reset. Crown all new champions, all new stuff, as Malcolm Bivens has conquered his thing. He's done his time as a professional wrestler, so he can return to being one of the greatest managers in modern professional wrestling. And so then he would never, and I mean never, have to visit a local medical facility. And that is the dumpster fire that is my Malcolm Bivens booking. <laughs> Let me just say that that was art. That was that was a journey. That was a creative exercise of another degree. Can, can you can you see that this took me two days to write? Yes, I can. <laughs> I can very clearly tell that it took you two days. You wrote you wrote out an entire anime. Malcolm well, Bivens becomes God himself. Yes, of course. You know, it's it's the story that we all <laughs> really want. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not really... saying I'm against it. Like. 
I mean, I, I gave him a gorilla press for a finish. Yeah. One-handed gorilla press finish. Oh, it's incredible. It's <laughs> one-handed gorilla press. You've got to make it different. Yeah. You know, wrestling's all about variety. <clears throat> it's a beautiful thing. That will, in fact, work for me, brother. Oh, yeah. You know, Finn Balor, of course, being best friends with Malcolm Bivens by the end. Complete plan. Not a coincidence when I was writing this. No, nah, it works. It works. Yeah, it's not, it's not a coincidence at all. No, never. <laughs> And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that, that is our own separate bookings. Both with their own separate elements of complete and utter chaos. This feels like an April 1st episode without it actually being an April 1st episode. You can't so see me right now, but I'm just holding my thumbs up, smiling deeply into an imaginary camera. <laughs> yeah, uh... If you've somehow stuck around for the end of this... If you uh, managed to make it through this without having some kind of traumatic injury... Yeah, uh, first of all, congratulations. Uh, yes. Y you did amazing. You've and just witnessed someone create, like, a five-arc anime and a person use intense mental gymnastics to try and make this into a thing and I've, i'll be honest this is one of the greatest uses of i think i've ever had of my time <laughs> <clears throat> i mean if that if there's a way to end this then i don't think there's <laughs> any other way to end it than that so if you like this episode and you got through this point consider following or leaving a review on your favorite podcast app spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher youtube anywhere yeah I, I don't know somewhere I'm, I'm really hoping to one day get my first like itunes or apple podcast review at some point I'm, I'm aiming for that at some point someone out there that's listening to this do that for this <laughs> for, for, for good old malcolm bivens do it for malcolm bivens and it's what bivens would want and Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery. And yes. if you like a real WrestleMania Mystery, you can also follow me on Twitter at Connor the Cooper. You can follow me on Instagram at Wrestling With Fiction. You can follow me on TikTok at Wrestling With Fiction if you want to see my face on a regular basis. I don't know why, <laughs> but you might want to see my face. So with that out of the way, Dan, if there's anything that you'd like to plug, please absolutely go for it now. The floor is yours. <laughs> no worries. Uh, thank you so much. Um, you can find us on Twitter uh, at Sweet Chimwag, uh, on Instagram at Sweet Chimwag Podcast. Uh, you also find us with various bits on uh, YouTube. Uh, you may also see me over with the guys at WrestleBuddy as well, um, doing some little bits and pieces. Um, if you enjoy Unbridled Insanity, much like this, um, it is a very regular fixture uh over on our end um and you can find us on all your usual podcast platforms i'm fairly sure we're still on basically all of them if not we're always pending anywhere else yep you're always pending will forever be pending Ooh. apparently which is a magical thing that readers has constructed so uh, how he does it i will never know so shout out to Reardon. give give Reardon some love <laughs> and with that out of the way, I want to say thank you all so much for listening. 
I hope all of you have a lovely day. And remember everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody. Bye.